2: Welcome to the Sooner Sports Podcast, presented by Riverwind Casino, still the one. And by Allstate, proud partner of Oklahoma Athletics. Now, here's Chris Plank. Oh, let's go. Welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast. My name is Chris Plank. Hey, big day tomorrow. We're dropping the first and four straight classic broadcast to lead you in to the start of the 2021 college football season. Tomorrow, Big 12 championship game against Iowa State. But before we get there, we've got some defense to talk about on this episode of the Sooner Sports Podcast. You will hear in its entirety the press conference with Alex Scrinch, which took place on Thursday. If you missed Lincoln Riley's presser, it is currently available on the in the archives of the Sooner Sports Podcast. Just it's the last show. Just check it out. Appreciate everyone finding us, uh, downloading, listening, subscribing, sharing. The Sooner Sports Podcast. last three shows have been some of the biggest downloads we've ever done. So, I mean, obviously there's some big news. And if you listen to the Lincoln Riley presser, he said, hey, we'll we'll talk about this now. But then from this point forward, uh, all conversations will be about this team and not the SEC. But if you missed Lincoln, here was him kind of in a nutshell talking about the move.
3: Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I had some general knowledge, um, but like a lot of you guys, I, you know, things like this, you never know um, that they're going to happen until you know they become official, you know. And I think there's there's been so many talks, not all certainly conference related, but going on about you know how how college sports are changing, uh, all that's going on, and I think everybody across the country has really been. Taking a step back and looking at you know where do you stand individually within a sport or an entire program, an athletic department, um, and so we've, we've certainly been no different there. Uh, yeah, my reaction to it, I, I think for the for the future, it's going to be exciting. Uh, I think it's going to be you know a positive thing for this university, a positive thing for our athletic department, our athletes, our coaches, everybody. So I think that's um, you know it's 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 exciting to think about, but. I guess for me it's tempered because you know the task at hand right now and and there's you know it's it's like scheduling a I get it, I get it's bigger than this but in the same vein it's almost like scheduling a, a, a really exciting conference matchup that years down the road I mean sure it'll be great when it happens but that doesn't doesn't matter for right now I mean for right now you know, we're a member of the Big 12. You know, we, we think we've represented the conference, you know, well in these previous years and intend to do so throughout the duration uh, of our agreement. And uh, that, that starts with this year for us, and that's going to be our focus. And honestly, any excitement, personal feelings I have are really overshadowed by that because I know I we all have a job to do right now.
2: So when you hear the Alex Grinch presser, which is coming up later on in this podcast – Coach Grinch has asked a couple of questions about the eventual move to the SEC. But as Lincoln Riley said, for now, it's all eyes on 2021. So, uh, at the end of this presser, not only were you here, will you hear Alex Grinch, but I sprinkled in Caleb Kelly, Perion Winfrey, and the full presser from Spencer Rattler. So, you'll get those three along with Alex Grinch. But uh, real quick, just some of the highlights from what everyone had to say during their time with the media – Let's, um, let's give you what Eric Gray had to say about this Oklahoma offense, the newest member, well, one of the newest members of the Sooner running back room, the transfer in from Tennessee, about the complexities and about DeMarco Murray.
4: His offense is very complicated with so many tags, so many different schemes. So many, you know, his mind is always working on a new play for a new defense. So it is definitely complicated. But for me, I've always been a guy that could remember things easily. I've always even when I was taking a test, I could study really quick flashcards. So that's kind of what I did. I would go home at night and be like, Okay, we're running this play now. What do you do? We're running this play. This is the pass play. What's the protection? Different things like that. I used to draw I had a board at home. I used to draw on a board just so I didn't wanna I didn't wanna be in the back. I was already everyone else had already knew the system, so I wanted to catch up fast and be able to hit the ground running.
2: Meanwhile, there's been an unexpected bond that's developed between Eric Gray and one of the leaders on the Sooner defense, Isaiah Thomas. And IT likes what he sees in Eric Gray.
4: Man, we have a great bond. It was an unexpected bond, to say the least, man. I, I didn't expect it because, uh, you know, coming into the summer, uh, I mean, coming into when he came into the spring, you know, didn't know him, obviously, just knew, knew of him. and then all uh, lockers were right by each other. Like, right by each other. And um, one day, you know, I just, uh, just happened to start cooking, and, um, and he asked, uh, and I was like, yeah, man, you can come over because, you know, I make enough food for like me, Jalen, and whoever else, and next thing you know, Eric starts to come over every single day now, and it's and I think it's a good mess, you know, because a lot of people from the outside looking in thinking it's just you know offense and defense, you know, speed D you know. O, but really we're 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 a team, man, and we do a lot of team activities outside of that, and just me and Eric Gray are just an example, a small example of what this whole team does outside of the football field together, cause, and, and I think that'll help, because uh, you know you need that camaraderie, you need that um that team chemistry. And I think that right there, you know, knowing that I got his back and he has my back will go a long way. So it, it it pays off a lot more than people think it does.
2: Leadership, good stuff. Good stuff from Isaiah Thomas. All right, sticking on the defensive side of the football, Caleb Kelly. We mentioned that you'll hear Caleb's entire session with the media coming up a little bit later on, but I really thought this was great on Brian Odom
5: i think it speaks for itself uh first year with kenneth i mean his first year coaching us he gets a first rounder right off the bat so i mean that helps with recruiting and everything for sure but i feel like the mental aspect and how hard coach odom works i mean like i i see him up here always like it he's always trying to be the first coach up here it's always a race between a bunch of the coaches he wants to be the first coach. he wants to uh being one of the last ones to leave he only gets like four hours of sleep during camp which can help him get a little more cranky towards the end you know but (laughs) But I mean we we got to deal with it and so I think just with the mental aspect and how long he's up here He's constantly working like he's made so many cut-ups for us in the summer There's always something new to watch There's always something that he's focusing on trying to find something that he could critique us on to help us be better To think about things faster and react faster and play faster And so it really is a testament to him because he's I mean he's done everything he said he was going to do He wants to be the top linebacker Coach, and we want to be the top linebackers in the country, linebacker unit in the country. And so I think it's been working out. I mean, you see the numbers guys have been putting up and how we can rotate and we will still produce and do all those things kind of like how they do in the pros a lot of the time. They rotate a lot, and those guys are expected to go in and make the same plays as starters. And, and so I, I just think it, it's a testament to him for sure and how hard he works.
2: Nine guys in that inside linebacker room, and there's a good chance a lot of them are going to end up on the field. All right, offensive line, everyone's talking about the battle at center. You heard Lincoln talk about it during his presser from yesterday's podcast. Here's Tyrese Robinson, whom we expect to start at one of the guard spots, breaking down the center battle.
6: No, nah, yeah, uh, just knowing my teammates and knowing that the guys that's battling out for that spot, I know there's they're some tough and mindful individuals, and uh, I know they're going to compare and, and compete to get better and better at that job. I mean, it's, one of the hardest jobs on the O-line. So, not only we might have someone younger, I might be the oldest, but he might be younger. But the center is the most important position on the O-line. So they got to be the ones that speak up for the O-line and 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 really hold us accountable and make sure they call rights and stuff like that. But but I have a good I have a good uh, feeling for uh, the centers coming up and the battle that they have at that position, and I feel real confident.
2: Andrew Rame, Chris Murray, Ian McIver, a lot of names being mentioned in the battle for that center position. Great to see Austin Stogner back 100%.
7: Yeah, both of them were uh, really hard. Um, You know, from the physical side, it was kind of, it kind of goes into, well, uh, no one's really had that injury since, uh, like, no one really does have that injury, uh, strep infection, so um, they didn't really know. It was kind of like up in the air. How are you feeling? today? like, I go in. How are you feeling today? Um, depending on how I'm feeling, do I go? Do I not go? But uh, Chris and them did an unbelievable job. Chris Watson and the whole medical staff did an unbelievable job getting me back. And um, that, from the physical side, it was hard. Um, mental side was hard, too, just because, um, like, when I got out of the hospital, I was on a heavy dose of, like, antibiotics, and so that made me really tired. So the first, like, two, three weeks... I was on those. so I couldn't even make it through standing through a practice or sitting. So that was hard not being out there with my guys. But, um, yeah, once I kind of got off those, I was able to get back into it, get back in the ball, get back on a mission so it wasn't bad. But um, those first two weeks were, were really, really tough.
2: Stogner led the team in receptions and receiving yards through four games last year before his injury against Kansas. He would caught 25 passes with 20 of those ending in a first down or a touchdown. He had really become the ultimate safety valve, made big plays for Spencer Rattler. Good to see Austin Stogner back. Speaking of guys who made big plays, how about Marvin Mims? No longer a green freshman, an experienced vet? Um, I mean, coming into last year,
8: probably at this point, going into the fall camp, I mean, there's so much unexpected. I mean, obviously I knew I was kind of behind just because we didn't get like all the summer workouts, but also I was kind of a hedge because I came in the spring. Um, I didn't really know what to expect at all, but it definitely came as a surprise to me, like how I played and how I performed and the opportunity I was given out there on the field. But um, coming this year, I mean, it's a whole other mindset. You know, I've done it for a year. Now I'm coming in, I'm ready to build. Now I'm into, like, the leader role. So um, talking up my other teammates, you know, there's just more excitement into this year, knowing, like, it's a mentality thing, like knowing what to expect versus last year, going in with unexpected thoughts.
2: There you go. Speaking of experience, we've said it a lot about Spencer Rattler. He's a vet. This is his first full off season that he's spent at Oklahoma.
9: Yeah, um, I would say. Like- and maybe I should clarify that real quick.
2: It's the first full off season to where there hasn't been COVID, or he didn't come in kind of midway through the off program. So he was here all last season, but without you know over concerns. And I listen, I get the Delta variant, but. He's got a full season on campus to get ready for
9: 2021. Yeah, um, I would say, like, just being – I feel like a veteran now. I am a vet now. So, just being super comfortable going into fall camp, uh, knowing what to expect. Uh, Even last year was a curveball with uh, COVID and competing and doing all that stuff. Not saying I'm not going to be competing. I'm going to be competing every day uh, with the guys in that room and, you know, make everybody better. But, yeah, I just – very comfortable, you know – going into tomorrow and just focused i just feel like in control and we got we got a good group of guys a great group of guys um on this team so it's going to be a fun camp and a fun season
2: meanwhile on the defensive side of the football a guy who really wants to build off last year is one of my personal faves brian asamoa but last year is what ba last year
8: uh, that was last year uh i think you know my mindset is to, to continue to Excel at what I do, um, and that's trying to be a leader for this defense, um, and, and, and also lead us uh, as, as a team as well. Um, you know, my job is is to uh, you know give the list calls to the defensive line, um, and also communicate with my back end. So, as far as improving on what I did last year, I think um, you know just taking the next step and trying to get takeaways, um, and that's what I've been striving to do. Uh, That's something that has been echoed, you know, around um, the facility is is takeaways. And that's something that we're going to do, you know, as a defense to improve us as a whole. So that's what I'm really focused on.
2: Meanwhile, uh, for Brian Asamo, he's also just focused on consistently seeing this defense improve.
8: Obviously, I believe we have, you know, all the tools um, in our defense. We have everyone up front. Everyone in our linebacker room, and then everyone in the in the deep end. Um, you know, this is a defense that Coach Grinch couldn't have asked for. Uh, you know, a bunch of guys, a bunch of veteran guys. So, the next step in us, you know, taking that that next leap would be into you know just play like that elite level defense. Whether um, it's getting that ball out, whether it's um, you know executing, and then also um, you know taking advantage of that fourth quarter opportunity to just you know. Be very elite, and that's the goal. The goal is being elite. The goal is to um, get takeaways, and that's something that has been um, very emphasized here. In this here, here in this facility, and that's what you know. That's what we're trying to do this year. Is lead the country in takeaways because when you lead the country in takeaways, you're in a national championship. So,
2: takeaways, 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 takeaways. And then finally, one other quick cut from a player from Thursday. Jeremiah Cridell on his focus on improving the mental side of his game. Well, definitely, you
8: know, I feel like a lot of the time mentally, that's the biggest part. Um, It's just, you know, your mental capacity, what you can all intake, you know, the knowing the defense, um, understanding schemes, you know, understanding what offenses are going to try to do to you, um, understanding the, the concept of, you know, what the technique is, understanding it fully, understanding where your help is, stuff like that. I feel like the mental part of, of this game is really important. And, um, you know, really, that was the main part of my growth and being able to play to the ability that I can play at. So. There you go. Definitely the mental part was huge.
2: Jeremiah Crudell, a guy to keep an eye on in 2021. And as I mentioned, Perry on Winfrey, Caleb Kelly, and Spencer Rattler's full press conference coming up right after Alex Grinch. Before we get to Coach Grinch, a reminder to make things easier – We've built the ticketing software into the official Oklahoma Sooners app. The Oklahoma Sooners app is the easiest and most convenient way to access your tickets, transfer your tickets to a friend, or purchase available tickets to any OU event. At the event or designated parking area, your phone will be scanned just like your traditional ticket. So make sure to update your Oklahoma Sooners app to the latest version to take advantage of of these new features in the app store, simply search Oklahoma Sooners. And if you need more information, you can always go to SoonerSports.com slash digital tickets. Without any further ado, let's hear from the architect of Speed D, Alex Grinch.
1: I always look for the face of the defense, and it was, it was Kenneth Murray for a few years. Who would you say
2: is the face of the
1: defense this year?
10: Yeah, that's uh, the Probably as soon as you ask that, um, you know, who comes to mind? The nice thing is I, I think there's there's multiple guys that, that probably do, which is probably different than what it's been maybe uh, in years past. I think about a guy like IT, Isaiah Thomas. You know, we've talked about him. We talked about him before maybe the production on the field, uh, maybe warranted just just because of who he is and, and how he played. And you think about Nick Benito as well um, as a guy that's, you know, uh, probably somewhere in the vicinity of 700, eight, 800 reps as a member of this defense and, and playing at a productive level. But I, I think of Turner Yale, I think of Pat Fields, I think of guys that, uh, um, again, you're talking about now, 1,400 snaps of football uh, for us. But I also think about Brian Osamoa and I think about uh, you know David Uwebu, uh, you know from a year ago, and I think about Deshaun White. Um, so it's nice to mention a, a lot of names. Um, and, and so if, if, um, if that's by committee, that's probably a good thing. So uh, hard to circle just one.
11: Is, you know, your safety position, you're a couple of years removed from having to play, you know, Pat and DTY every, every snap just yeah. about. How much better do you feel about that position and, and you know, the guys that you brought in who's recruiting kind of help with
10: that? No, we do feel better. You know, it, it, it's some of the, uh, our, our depth in the past has almost been um, at times manufactured as opposed to completely warranted, if, if that makes sense, where, where you got to make sure the guys aren't playing every single snap of football. That position in particular was one that uh, we probably you know rotated the least. Um, and we've always said we want to play the best five guys in the, in, in the secondary um, and then put the next five guys behind them with the idea of playing at, at minimum you're going to play ten guys back there over the course of uh, – uh, a game and so, no. Just uh, you know, as, as you go through spring, you know, and what happens in those moments, it, it's you got the um, experienced guys um, who, who have have been in the fire. Then you got a real youth movement behind it. Now the nice thing is you're excited about some of that that uh, you know that personnel. Keyshawn Lawrence comes in the spring, you know, took to our defense uh, exceptionally well. Uh, had a tremendous spring, a tremendous summer, um, and so that's when Jordan Mukes is a early enrollee for us uh, that were awfully exciting. Bryson Washington coming back um, you know, after uh, the freshman year. Where we played minimal uh, like so many of our freshmen, um, you know, uh, some of which had to do with the circumstances last year, but maybe a lot. Um, so in any event, uh, more names back there and, and, and guys from an athletic standpoint, I think, can, can upgrade us defensively.
11: And they, they, they see a guy like Justin Harrington, they wonder, with his body type, like, could he be a safety for you, or are you set upon him being a corner?
10: Without question, I think he could be a safety. You know, one of the things for him was you know, comes in, immediately has surgery. Um, again, combine that with the, the, the type of year that it was. Not dissimilar from, uh, from a timing standpoint, kind of where Trey Norwood was at this point. Uh, a year and in a lot of ways, you know, and obviously we didn't have the spring prior to the last season to see Trey coming off of a similar surgery. Um, so that that was good to get him out there. But I thought he probably did more in the spring than, than you ever would have hoped for a guy coming off of the, the surgery as, as he had. Um, and so I'm excited. I had a real good summer. I'm excited to, to, to see him out there. And a lot of that, you know, stems from, um, you know, where we're. Positions of need, you know, uh, length and secondaries is, is something from a, pre- you know, we, we've, we've placed a premium on. Obviously, without compromising speed, he has both. Um, and then some of it's just, you know, from, from a mental standpoint, um, put a guy in a situation where he can have success, you know, uh, very, very quickly, at least in our minds. So, um, no, that, that's always something that uh, we'll be, you know, evaluated, not, not just saying hey, we'll go into to, to fall camp with him at, at corner and, and go from there.
12: My neighbor.
11: Yeah, Alex, uh, I know we've asked you about this a lot about recruiting, but now that you've been out on the road and get to talk to those guys face-to-face, how has the tenor of of things changed, uh, you know, given the improvement that y'all showed defensively last year and the the direction that things are going for y'all?
10: No, I, I think, you know, as always, respect is earned, and you hear that a lot, and you hear it a lot because, you know, it's true. Um, I think you know, as, you, as you're trying to, to change a narrative, there's only one way to do it. It's a results business, and you got to go out there and do it. Um, I think when the the narrative is is, is so uh, uh, maybe uh, runs so deep, uh, probably deeper than than uh, maybe in some some respects is even warranted. But in any event, it's there. Um, and, and so you got to do it. You got to do it again. You got to do it again. And I'm talking about on Saturdays and having those type of results, but. Uh, you know, top 30 defense from where we, we started and um, coming off of 2018, uh, to have five guys drafted um, off of the, our defense uh, over the last two years has proved positive that, that you to know, the University of Oklahoma um, and, and, and have an opportunity to play in national football. There's a respect factor there as well when, when um, you know, scouts, GMs, position coaches at that le- le- level turn on Oklahoma football. They, they, they expect now uh, to see a, t- a certain type of guy in quality football. Um, and that, that, that's going to put you in the upper echelon of the country in terms of having that many guys drafted. And we study these things uh, over, in a two-year span, and obviously that number's got to continue. So it's the same thing when we talk to you know, our guys on defense as well as to the recruits. That's, that's, you know, that, that, that becomes more the expectation, and it, it's, uh, it's proof to those guys that you can do those things uh, at, uh, at Oklahoma. So that, that's, it's exciting to say not that what can happen, but these are the things that have happened
11: done having to overcome those you, you said that sort of the reputation that grew maybe bigger than what the problem was
10: uh, I, I think it's it's always ongoing I, I think you know uh, fortunately or unfortunately you know one, one game can quickly snap you right back to uh, uh, b- being something that uh, um, you, you don't want to be on the, on the flip side is how fickle some sometimes things are you can have you know the positive uh, Saturday, and all of a sudden, you know, it it, it it's all roses. And um, un- the negative has has uh, unfortunately a lot more impact than the positive. And so that no, that that's that's always ongoing, um, and, and and something that uh, you know we have a responsibility to as as we as we sell these guys that that uh, you know the product is is one that's not you know this year or, or one time or this game or this opponent or this one position. Because as as those five guys got drafted over the last. Two years that, that represents every position on our defense. Um, and, and oh, by the way, they all played in 2018 on, on one of the uh, uh, lesser defenses in this country. So, um, uh, which, which credit to the coaches and credit to those guys. Jason
11: Kersey. Yeah, Alex. Um, I know
13: that you're big on motivation and, and psychology and those kinds of things. How is your approach different now than it was coming into 2019 when you're taking over a defense that had really struggled versus now? you guys are expected to be one of the best defenses in the country. So, I mean, how does that change your philosophical
10: approach? Um, it, it changes at times. I, I think maybe my level of respect for the individuals in the room has changed as much as anything, you know. Um, and then I mentioned to somebody, you know, Pat Fields walks into my office as a college graduate, plays four tender snaps of Big 12 football. Um, you know, when he walks in, I, I, I sit up a little bit taller, you know, and and, um, and that's just one example of a guy that's in that room. But there's a the, the respect factor as you go through. I talk to those guys in, in a different way because they've earned it. You know, when, you, when you're one of the better defenses in the country and we're disappointed we weren't better than we, we were a year ago even, you know, you think about uh, other opportunities to, you know, whether those numbers or, or maybe, uh, you know, opportunities in certain games to have those numbers better, uh, I guess, on, on our side. But... Um, i I think you know beyond that it 's ongoing you know com- complacencies um, it, it is something that that doesn't knock on your door and say here i am it 's something that kind of sneaks in if you 're not careful and so that that 's something we 're very conscious of as defensive coaches, what we did last year, whatever play that individual made on our defense. Whatever, you know, whatever play he made, he's got to make it again. Whatever play we didn't make, we got to make. Whatever play we made in the spring, we got to make it again in fall camp and so on and so forth. So you don't get any credit for those things. Um, and so just constant reminders. Uh, a lot. And in so many ways, what you do is you double down on the things that you believe in. You know, okay, now this, let's try the good stuff now, whether it's mo- motivation or defensively. Um, no, the, the, these things we believe in, they, they, they work. And so as much as anything, yeah, you, 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 you press down the pedal a little bit harder.
14: How the that has sort of improved since your time has gotten here? You know, what's it like as camp, you head in a camp know from first year to now just being able to see those competitions take place throughout the camp and how much you know, different is that?
10: Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's more real competition. You know in, in the best situations that, that uh, I think this, is, this will be 19 uh, years in college football for me. And I think about being in staff rooms after practices or, or after scrimmages, whether it's spring football or fall camp, and the constant dialogue about, you know, depth, you know, where, where this guy belongs, and moving, you know, moving this checker here, to to be better uh, on the defensive side of the ball, or, or you know, after this practice, this guy was a one, now he's a two, and this guy was a three, now he's a two, and then the, and then the, the the following practice, the one becomes, you know, it, it's a, a constant jockeying back and forth, just guys competing their tails off to. To, to be members of your, of your defense and, and ultimately be starters. And those are conversations. We haven't had enough of those, you know? And, and so it's kind of that, that, you know, the one's the one and let's try to elevate the two uh, so that they can you know, be a quality member of the defense and at least contribute as opposed to, all right, here's a position battle and let's go see who's going to win this thing. And so I, you see that more uh, kind of across the defense, which is exciting. Um, I think uh, we average right around twenty eight guys a game played on our defense last year, so you don 't have to be a starter to contribute so we, you know we 've developed some depth uh, on you know, not not just um, as, as we recruited but also you know, putting guys in the fire and so that 's that's, that, that's helped us um, as we 've you know, moved forward over the last couple of years and we anticipate those numbers increasing this year. And I and, and mentioned those guys, you know, five guys getting drafted over the last two. They didn't play every snap on our defense. Um, and, and so there's not all right, the most productive guys on our defense, and guys that, have been, that played the most snaps necessarily. So the more guys that play, the more quality rest for everybody. And so that depth is going to be critical. And, then, and we're excited for, you know, some of those competitions uh, as we go through fall camp.
15: These questions today, but don't ask them throughout the rest of the season. So, I wanted to ask about uh, the SEC joining the SEC Uh, in terms of recruiting. We can't see the future, we don't know if you're going to be here or who's going to be here. But just wondering about the conversations that you've had with guys early on about hey, this is you know, this school you're a sophomore now, you're a junior now, but if you come here, you're going to be playing in the SEC.
10: I I think that's something that that will continue and, and, and get cranked up as we go, certainly. Um, and that you know, I know what you know in terms of the timeline and all that stuff. So it's been very minimal up until, to this point, um, specific to the recruiting side of things, because it, it's it's hard to gauge. You, you don't want to sell something that's that's inaccurate or pretend like you know something that you don't. But um, certainly, at some point, you you got to paint the accurate picture as to where this thing's going. Dean
2: Alex, with all this SEC talk.
3: It seems like it often comes back, there's there's inevitable comparisons to what the defense gave up to LSU and Alabama. Uh, It seems it always comes back to the bottom line, can the defense be good enough to give that offense a chance to win? How much better do you think this defense is right now than than where you were? Are, Are you ready to take that next step?
10: Yeah, I, I think you're always, you know, regardless of where you're at, you're saying, okay, you know, whatever the the product was a year ago, we got to be better than 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 what that was. I mean, that, that's that's uh, as a coach, you think that way because you you have to expect every single player to to uh, assume uh, just that. I mean, you 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 mentioned um, the the you know opportunity that's uh, out in front of us, you know, to to play such a quality schedule in the Big Twelve. Um, I think you know for for us as as we talk to our guys now, again there's proof, um, and and what what that, that proof tells us is that when we, we play a certain way, when we uh, you know execute uh, uh, you know our fundamentals, we execute our defense, and more specifically do so for four quarters, then we have a chance to be a very good defense. Um, we're not immune to not doing those things anymore. So that those issues that have, have plagued us at times, um, and the laundry list immediately comes up to in, in, in my head, the inability to get turnovers at times, um, the inability to, to finish games, you know, how do you flip the script defensively as you go through last year? Uh, you know, conversations are a whole lot different. You know, after week three, after week four, and quite quite frankly, after week four, even a four overtime uh, you know battle against uh, against Texas, but but you know, how do you flip the script? Well, it, it's 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 simple But it's not easy. Well, you, you 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 fight for the football you get takeaways and you do it for four quarters and that's that's you, you we didn't gain immunity um, from having those those, those uh, be issues for us um, That's something that's that's a constant. You know, we got we we, we got to make sure that we continue to to finish ball games We got to make sure that uh, uh, that, that that product is, is more consistent over the course of time, regardless of opponent. And that consistency element of things is going to be a critical... You know, we, you can't take the next step if you're not consistent. It, 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 what's the next step? The next step is to be more consistent. The next step is to stop feeling questions about the defense of Oklahoma and, and what's the next step. You know, and so we we, we, uh, we got a lot in front of us and uh, I think a good group to get that done. James Hale? You
15: know, in the spring, you talked about uh, Redmond and Perrion really needed to get through a great summer because they just needed to play. They just needed to get out there and be active. Did you see that? I mean, did you, you got the feeling they got through that? And they anchor really a strong, it looks like your best depth you've had since you've been at Oklahoma in the defensive line.
10: Yeah, I think we have u- unique depth. Um, and whether it's the right, we're word or not, I'm, I, I don't know a better way to describe it. I mean, typically as you look at it, okay, if you're playing four guys in your front, including three down linemen and, and, and an edge guy and an outside linebacker, you want to be able to at least play eight guys and rotate eight guys, eight, eight guys across the board. You know, we envision having the ability uh, to, to play right around eight guys just in the interior of our defensive line this year. Um, and so for all those guys, and, and expect six different edge guys to, to have some comp- contribution and that, that number can grow um and and I'll, I'll defensive meeting you know, first defense meeting this, this fall tomorrow will be the challenge to them that 's our expectation now if if they don 't produce at that level then then we 're not going to be able to play that many guys you know but but um for all of them uh i i think uh, um it it your best football um is, is something that that is going to be expected or you 're going to lose those those reps to somebody else and that that includes uh, some names that, that that are mentioned. There's, there's some guys uh, chopping at the bit to to steal some of your reps, and you got to think of it that way. Uh, but excited to get Jalen back out there, and, and all those guys in the defensive front. It's athletic, um, and and uh, we, we expect big things from them.
11: Brandon Drum. Yeah Alex. you guys brought in a really good 2021 class, defensive side of the ball, I and mean, really the last couple of classes have been really good on the defensive side of the, ball. the This year's class, though. Have you guys seen through the spring, through all the summer workouts? And, but is there some guys that you feel that are going to be able to come in and potentially contribute? By the way, yeah,
10: it. Uh, I, I think of, of Billy Bowman in particular, and, and I think of Billy as much as anything. Just, you know, he came in physically ready in, in a lot of ways. Uh, possesses you know tremendous athleticism, and then to see a young guy in the program immediately take to to, to the weight program what Coach Wiley and his staff do. To to see a guy that that you already feel is kind of ahead a in terms of what a, what a freshman walking through the door typically is, and to see what he's done, um, is is exciting. Now, now you know, it, it's still a guy with 15 practices under his belt and all those things, so he's got to get better at everything. But just really highlight him as much as anything to um, you know as a, as a pat on the back because he's done a tremendous job. A, a guy like Jordan Mukes as, as he come in as a um, you know, limited football in his past as, as, a, as a defensive back and, and a guy that, you know, you, you attach kind of the word project to in, in some ways. So a lot further along, give those guys at Choctaw High School a lot of credit, a lot further along than we anticipate. And some of that is because you didn't get a chance to go see him every day or, or or some of those visits that we otherwise would have during that that, that class. Um, Latrell McCutcheon, there, there's a number, Clayton Smith, what he's done from just from a physical standpoint. He knew he was athletic, but but you know, uh, is getting bigger and stronger. Ethan Downs, Alan Weatherford, um, so that it, it, uh, um, and, and then Danny Stutzman, who wasn't with us in the spring, uh, that comes in, you know, I think he did 225 20 times as a freshman walking through the door and, and, um, would, would, uh, you know, just about win every sprint, uh, uh through the course of summer conditioning just as a competitor. Um, so, anyway, uh, a lot of guys um, but but you got to go do it so um, but it 's a good group to work with
6: have you noticed the difference you know you came in uh, preaching takeaways and competition, and it sort of seems like you 've got that. Have you noticed the difference between the guys how you approach that now compared to when you got here?
10: Yeah, I, I think you know we, we, we you know explained them takeaways equal victory, takeaways equal victory and then and you know, the fact of the matter is they had a lot of victories without takeaways, you know, and so I, I did, you know, when, when you when you sell something, it's always easier, you know, to, to sell something to individuals if, it, if it's, it's something that uh, um, immediately clicks, and I don't know that it did. And so maybe my approach was, was wrong, not, not to suggest that it was inaccurate, but maybe their approach was wrong. But as we tell them, takeaways did equal victory in this stadium, Kansas State, had had uh, you know turnover margin on on their side of things we you know we lose to Iowa State no they made an interception at the end of the game uh, up in Ames that, that we didn't make no takeaways did equal victory and oh by the way in the fourth overtime takeaways equal victory but by, by, by us uh, finding a way to get one uh, against Texas and so a, a lot of that um, is, is um, maybe maybe we had to go through some moments to to make that ring. Uh, Unfortunately, you know, unfortunately, unfortunate to to make that ring true, and then I think as much as anything else, guys haven't understood what should, any the level of production is is in specific to the takeaway count. Is it's not extra credit? It's the expectation. It's not it's not extra to get the ball out. It's not extra to come down. Oh my bad, I dropped the football. They're gonna you know, we gotta throw the or catch the ones they throw us, and we, and we gotta go um, you know find ways to make plays on the ball. And so I think as much as and and it is a lot of it comes down to that mindset in terms of expectation, and, and I think our guys feel that a little bit more. Without question, and then if you if you looked at uh, um, you know what what our guys got done this summer, I think you know we, we tracked miles per hour. We had twenty five guys, I think defensively run twenty miles an hour uh, or, or faster, and I think it's a flying thirty, however you describe it. But anyway, as as they get clocked, um, twenty five guys. We had forty one uh, last week, or, or I guess a week and a half ago. And so, just right there, it's it's not okay to, and that's just one obviously uh, uh, metric, I suppose. But um, it's not okay to be the guy. Okay, well, they do it; I got to go do it. It's the same thing if you look at our our, our body fat percentage. If you look at our 225 reps. If you, if you look at just if you just watch these guys go run, it's not okay to be, you know, the, the second. Um, you know, second from the back, or, or so that level of competition, without question, is, is and I think it's healthy competition. I think the, the guys have a healthy respect for one another and, and, and know that uh, um, they're going to have to be at their best. And, I, and, I, and that, that's going to drive this thing, is uh, um, you know, all those guys continue that through fall camp. We've got
11: time for one more, Jesse. Coach, like we've uh, talked about a lot, your defense really improved, especially throughout the season, the second half of the season. Did it seem like the, the energy kind of changed in your defense as the season went on? And does it feel like you guys really have momentum going into the camps this year?
10: Yeah, I'd I, I like to think so. Um, you know, the, the, you, you immediately think, why, why, we, why wouldn't we have that energy at the beginning of the season? And and I would push back just a touch. I think at times we had that energy early in the season what we weren't able to do is sustain it. We weren't a consistent unit. And I think... Uh, uh, that, that level of confidence that, that our guys have now, again, it's earned. They, you know, they should be a more confident group. I mentioned whether it's the you know, weight room totals in term, from a strength standpoint. You know, we go up another hundred or so reps in, in 225 rep. To, okay, we're, we're, we're a stronger unit. Uh, talking about 20 miles an hour. We're a faster unit. And so some of those things that, that that's quantifiable. That's that's fact. And then combine that with the film. Combine that with spring football and and, and playing at a certain level. Combine that with the experience that that a lot of these guys gained a year ago, um, and and understanding now that that the best out there are consistent units. That's Plan A. Plan plan B won't get you there, right? So um, now we're, uh, um, you know, got, got to build on that. Finally.
12: So I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word Broomgate.
2: Three full pressers. You heard a few cuts. Let's bring you all of Caleb Kelly, who met with the media on Thursday.
14: Yeah. Uh, Caleb, heading into your sixth year now, what's it it been like just seeing this defense sort of improve over the last few years, you know, from when you were younger to now being this veteran? And how are you sort of trying to use your presence to help, you know, transition the defense into a different phase now?
5: Well, I think it's it's kind of gone along as uh, what the coaches have said it would be kind of the first two years. The first year we made that really big jump going from my sophomore year to my junior year, and then he said there would be another big one, and then this year is supposed to be an even bigger one, kind of, and we finished it real strong last year. So then going into this year, it's just kind of like, okay, now we got to set it in stone and make it to where every single year we'll be a top 10 defense over and over and over again. And so that's kind of the goal, I think, and it's just been cool to see because the coaches told us that, and then they coached it to happen, and we helped make it happen as well as players, and so, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just been cool to see that happen.
15: Thanks, Caleb. Go next to Ryan Chaplin. Yeah,
14: Caleb, you talked in the spring about, um, you know, com- coming back to the field, how there were some days where the mental and physical was kind of disconnected, some days it felt better. How have you seen that progress throughout the summer as far as just being able to feel yourself and not have to think twice about things uh, physically?
5: Yeah, I think there's a lot, because when uh, you're doing training and everything, uh, there's different times where you have to wear the brace, when there's a lot of cutting and things, and then when you're doing a lot of straight line work, you don't have to, and so you get to feel like yourself a lot more. And so I say from the spring to right now, I feel a lot more like myself. I think my year where I don't even have to wear the brace in cutting or anything like that is August 13th or something like that, I think and so that's coming up to where i'll be able to even practice without having to worry about it at all and it's just when you don't have the braces there it's, it's there's not that one thing that's physically telling you oh i i've been hurt oh i've been hurt and you kind of got to like fight through that and so there's kind of like okay I'm thinking about that anyways i'm trying to think about the plays i'm trying to think about my my job and making plays and so it helps out a lot and so i'm excited for that in the summer but i have had a lot of opportunity to do that in the this summer workouts just because there have been times where i haven't even had to wear it and so hey, i'm definitely confident in it and excited about it and i always give everything up to god anyway so i'm usually not a person to be so fearful that's probably what might have led to it last year i just go i don't really i don't like to hold back and so it'll yeah i'm excited for sure i think it'll work out go
15: next to bob bill.
14: Caleb, we talked about the depth that you guys have in that room. What does that say about what Coach Odom has been able to do since he's come back to Norman?
5: I think it speaks for itself. Uh, first year with Kenneth, I mean, his first year coaching us, he gets a first rounder right off the bat. So I mean, that helps with recruiting and everything for sure. But. I feel like the mental aspect and how hard Coach Odom works, I mean, like, I I see him up here always. Like, he's always trying to be the first coach up here. It's always a race between a bunch of the coaches. He wants to be the first coach. He wants to... Uh, being one of the last ones to leave. He only gets like four hours of sleep during camp, which can help him get a little more cranky towards the end, you know, but but I mean, we we got to deal with it. And so I think just with the mental aspect and how long he's up here, he's constantly working. Like he's made so many cut-ups for us in the summer. There's always something new to watch. There's always something that he's focusing on, trying to find something that he could critique us on to help us be better, to think about things faster and react faster and play faster. And so it's a, it really is a testament to him because he's I mean he's done everything he said he was gonna do he wants to be the top linebacker uh, coach and we want to be the top linebackers in the country linebacker unit in the country and so I think it's been working out I mean you see the numbers guys have been putting up and how we can rotate and will still produce and do all those things kind of like how they do in the pros a lot of the time they rotate a lot and those guys are expected to go in and make the same plays as starters and, and so I, I just think it, it's a testament to him for sure and how hard he works.
15: Thanks to Eric
5: Bailey. Hey, Caleb, it's good to see
1: you again, man. Hey, wanted to ask you, last year at this time, we really didn't know what direction everything was going to go. Right now, there's still a couple question marks. We're still talking via Zoom. How patient do you have to be through this process? Because COVID's still out there. Uh, Lincoln said that, you know, most of the team's vaccinated. Just the responsibility of your team moving forward, uh, what's it been like still facing these same protocols and some of these rules that we're still seeing?
5: I think you just know that we've gone through probably the worst of it so far and so everything with us getting over ninety percent vaccinated or whatever they just told us and having all all those things, it helps us just be more comfortable with it and and then it helps with contact tracing in the games like you know, there's specific rules if you are vaccinated you can't be contact traced and there's like all these things and so having 90 percent of the people it kind of just it takes that weight off of our shoulders and it's kind of like okay we can deal with whatever we have to deal with whether it's a wear your mask in certain situations or not but there's a lot of time where even in the summer we didn't have to and so it's it's just been, I don't know, it's been a lot easier than last year. We weren't, it wasn't so much freak out. I know we're doing Zoom, but it's like, we can't control if you guys get vaccinated or not. And so it's like, all the places we can control, I think it just has helped it, helped it out a lot and put a lot of the stress out of it to where we can focus on football more than, oh, I got to wear this mask. Oh, I got to do this. Oh, I can't hang out with the guys. And so I think it's just built our camaraderie a lot more. And I just don't think it's as big as a, a deal in our space. And maybe in the whole world and in the country for sure, but in our space we can kind of control it a lot better.
1: One more quick question. Something I asked Alex a little while ago. You know, Kenneth Murray was the face of the defense a few years ago. And you know, you always see the quarterback on the offensive side being the face of the offense. Who would you say is the face of this year's defense?
5: Um, honestly that's a hard question. It's because there are so many returners coming back. That I mean, you see uh, Nick Benito be posted a lot, Isaiah Thomas posted a lot, and those are guys who, you know, Pat Fields is a returning captain, and then in the linebacker room, everything runs through all of us, and so I mean, there's there's a lot of names that you could say to have one face is really hard, just because there's so much production going all the way around, and that's kind of like a a more of a media thing than it is like in ours. We have our uh, leaders in every position group, but kind of saying like, oh, the face of the defense, that's more of a media thing, to be honest. And so I can't really say that in confidence, one person, you know. Thanks for your time, Caleb. Appreciate
11: it. All right, let's go to Joey Elmer.
15: Yeah, Caleb, I've been asking everyone this, but you're probably the best person to ask. Um, how much different does it feel just in terms of the quality depth that you guys have across the board? Uh, defensively, compared to you know two, three, four years ago.
5: Yeah, I think um, like how I answered with the linebacker coach, uh, Coach Odom. I think it's just kind of a testament to the coaches because they expect they expect like guys don't want to go to the NFL, and so when they're in recruiting, when they're in those things, they ask guys like, "Do you want to go to the NFL?" If you don't, then I mean, don't waste our time because we want guys to go to the NFL, and so I think with that being the expectation it pushes all of us and so then what I, I mean i've had it to where there have been two guys that play every single snap in years were like kenneth and buzzy and Um, Jordan Evans playing every single snap of every single game and now it's like we got guys who can rotate and so learning that has been really weird too going from one to the other because you have that expectation I'm going to get a thousand snaps it'll be easy to get my stats and then it's like okay now I got to rotate so I got to make the most of my reps now and so it's just it is a big difference in the learning curve of it. But I think overall, it's it's just a testament to the coaches. Like in their recruiting and everything that they stand for and everything they expect out of us, we either can live up to it or get out of here. And that's pretty much the message. And so it's paid off for sure.
11: Go to John Hoover.
15: Hey, Caleb, you've been around a while. Um, one of the older players, so you've seen a lot of guys come through. Um, Alex Grinch got a question earlier about some of the young guys on this team, and you may be able to more fully answer this in a month or so after you've been in practice with them. But I'm just wondering uh, early kind of, I guess, um, early rendition of of what some of those guys bring to the table, who some some of those guys are that jump out in this 2021 class and what they bring.
5: Um, I think the first thing I should say is it's hard to tell the different classes. So when you say 2021, I mean, there's like the very fresh, fresh faces, but there's also those mid-year guys that I have gotten to practice with. And so, and even younger guys, like, especially in the linebacker room with Shane Whittier, who I, who didn't get to play a whole bunch, but I've spent a lot of time with him and know how fast he is, how like amazing he is as a football player. And so with the 2021 guys, what I see a lot of is size that's one big thing that sticks out like with their class when guys were coming in they're like oh you got some big boys and I mean for a linebacker we like that with our D linemen getting getting to move people out the way and uh, kind of send the running back our way if we can but I think just the size has been a big thing. Speed, just with speedy and everything, like it, it means a lot to them. Like I, I've even heard coaches asking like, what's your 40, like overheard them over the phone. Like you, they want those fast guys. And so I think size and speed are two of the biggest things. And that's what, it's kind of a generic answer, but I feel like that's one thing that they put so much emphasis on that when guys walk in, you could tell, okay, that and they're gonna have to learn the defense and they're gonna have to go through that. But when they are playing fast and playing free, then they make plays there were freshmen last year who were getting like four or five picks in the in the uh, spring and in the um, summer camp last year I mean just that speed and that athletic size can help a lot and that's what I really see a lot of out of those younger guys.
15: A Grinch said that uh, Grinch said that Stutzman's one of those guys that has to win every sprint and conditioning and fitness and he's just, he's not going to give it up is that your been your impression as well?
5: yeah definitely he's it's, that's when it's so funny too I, like we've spent a lot of time together with our linebacker group and so I've gotten to talk to him a lot and hang out with him a lot and he's definitely one of those guys that surprises you how athletic he is because you look at him and he's pretty stocky and pretty built already and so you think oh he might be a little bit stiff but then when he goes out there he had a bunch of PBUs and seven on seven and he had a pick six two and so making a bunch of plays and it's just a, a, that athleticism that they're going after but he's a guy that did surprise me when I first saw him I was like oh he's he's a big dude he might be kind of stiff but he went out there and he can move fluid and make a lot of plays for sure and so yeah that's a guy to watch out for thank you
15: Kevin Okay last question real quick uh, Ryan Chapman
14: Hey, two just quick ones real fast. What have you kind of seen out of uh, Brian, David, and Deshaun as kind of the steps they took forward this spring? And then secondly, has there been an open-door policy in the linebacker room instituted yet with of uh, bringing in for a little morale boost for, for everyone to pop, you know, the hang around facility with you guys?
5: Um, for the first question out of those three guys, uh, Deshaun White's spring was like the, the craziest spring I've ever seen. Like it, he was balling, like it was like I'm sure you guys have already heard, but he was balling. Like it was like the best I've ever seen him move, and fluid and confident in every movement. And it was it was really cool to see. Um, Brian Osmo was a freak athlete. Like you always hear, like I, he was jumping like 38 verts and all type of stuff, doing like throwing crazy numbers. And that's just always been him. He's always been that that freak athlete and David, you see the size on him and he's gotten, I think he's cut a little bit of weight and so he's even gotten faster and everything. And so all three of those guys like have, I mean, it's funny to talk about it because there's just so many guys in the linebacker room. I think now I've almost hit every single one except for Bimeen, Wete and uh, Jake McCoy. And so it's like in in the linebacker room, like there is just so much depth, but we always say we got dudes that could start all over the country, but we're all in the same room. And so it's just going to push us to go harder. But those three guys specifically, yeah, they've, they've definitely been working like, like crazy. Like I know David's been working out with uh, – they're in the same rack, and so they've been pushing each other all day. And so it's just been – and we're all in the same workout group together. And so it's been – yeah, we've been pushing each other. We've been challenging each other. And we get to talk smack. We get to check each other. But there's a lot of respect in the room just because everybody has played so many snaps. And so it's been yeah i'm excited for it for sure especially those guys they're going to ball it is what it is like they're always going to ball whenever we get our chance i think it's going to be a lot of linebackers a lot of names that that people will be mentioning for sure and then the other question you said the old Uh, i
14: I was was going with uh, a pup date, basically open open door policy with the dog coming in in.
5: oh with my dog oh um Yeah, no, I have not brought her back up here. (laughs) It was easier when she was a puppy. Now she's like super hyper. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot to bring her up.
2: Sooner quarterback Spencer Rattler. Yeah, Spencer, just wanted
11: to ask you, what's the last month or so been like for you through all this NIL changes? What was it like for you getting to that point? And what's maybe been the, the, the funnest part about it and the most challenging part?
9: Uh, yeah this past month it's it 's been fun for sure um, you know with the with the change of rules and you know not just affecting me but a lot of other players in the country uh, in a positive way uh, i believe so yeah it 's been fun i mean it hasn 't been my number one focus you know the main focus still continues the same and that 's prepare throughout the summer and get ready for fall camp, which starts tomorrow um, but yeah it's been there 's been a couple you know a good amount of you know great things going on, so I just am very grateful and you know, hoping it could continue to come. Let's
11: go to Jason Kersey.
13: Uh, yeah. Hey, Spencer. Um, how does this year feel different for you going in? You now, at this time last year, I don't think you'd been named the starter yet. Um, still a lot of questions, and, and you hadn't had the experience yet. Now that you have a year under your belt, how does this fall camp feel different?
9: Yeah. Um, I would say, like, just being, I feel like a veteran now. I am a vet now. So, just being super comfortable going into fall camp, uh, knowing what to expect. Uh, even last year was a curveball with uh, COVID and competing and doing all that stuff. Not saying I'm not going to be competing. I'm going to be competing every day uh, with the guys in that room and you know make everybody better. But yeah, I just very comfortable. You know, going into tomorrow and just focused. I just feel like in control and we got we got a good group of guys, a great group of guys. Um, On this team so it's going to be a fun camp and a fun season
11: let's go to eric
9: bailey hey spencer it's good to see you again
1: one two can you hear me okay yes sir okay can i ask you about two receivers coming off some injuries just theo weiss can you talk a little bit about what you expect out of him this season and then also jaden hazelwood these are two guys that really just looking forward to healthy healthy seasons
9: yeah, Theo and Jaden have been great uh this offseason. Um Jaden coming back from his ACL, he looks amazing. Um Theo's back and, and he looks great as well. You know, those are two guys that can go make big plays for us. They got speed, they got get off at the line, they they do a lot of great things for our offense. And, you know, I've been specifically working with those guys a lot uh this off season and seven on and stuff like that, just to, you know, get our chemistry back with, with being away for a month or so. Uh, after the season, you always want to get that chemistry back. And we, we've done a great time, uh, done a lot of great work this off season. you know, this last eight weeks leading up to fall camp and got these next couple weeks and then uh, our game on the fourth. So that should be a fun ride there. And then a good season with, with those guys, especially back healthy, and it'll be fun. Appreciate it, Spencer. Have a good one. Mason Young.
14: Spencer, you picked – Chris Cabot and, and Steinberg as your NIL representation. How much, having seen what he's been able to do with guys like Patrick Mahomes and other NFL players, how much did that influence that? And was that decision future-minded? Is that something you expect to continue past your time in college?
9: Yeah, Chris and uh, Steinberg, that, that group is very uh, a great great group to be with. Um, as of now, with strictly NIL period. Uh, so just for six months here. Uh, don't know what I'm going to do in the future, but it's just strictly for NIL, um, college. And um, no, they they take a lot of stress off of me. So I I don't really have to focus on, you know, the NIL, the money side, and I can just focus on football. So I got a, you know, my father and my mom did a great interviewing process with with all these guys. And we just felt most comfortable with with, uh, Steinberg Enterprises and, and Chris Cabot being my representative. So um, that's a great group of guys, and they uh, represent well and kind of take the stress off me a little bit. Thank you,
5: Brandon Drum.
11: Yeah, Spencer. Um, you talked about the, la- the last six weeks and everything that y'all have been accomplishing as a uh, group. Um, what do you think of the the chemistry you have with the wide receivers? Or- stagner coming back from uh his injury and all that after after all some workouts
9: yeah throughout seven ons and routes on air i've been connecting with every single receiver i mean i can name all of them right now but you guys have a pretty good idea of you know our our big weapons and our guys that came up so i mean we're very deep and i'm I'm excited to get on the field tomorrow and, and, and go against the defense and you know, be in live situations and see what these guys can do because they've been all doing a great job this whole summer uh, in seven ons making big plays and it's good to see everybody back too so uh, yeah I'm just super excited for tomorrow to really get going with them
15: James Hamm
9: you know Spence uh, you
15: were looking for a lot of personal growth at quarterback this summer and I, I know even when you're home you get to work with Coach Mike and you know and that kind of thing so Talk about your personal growth as a quarterback and do you feel like you got there where you wanted to be this summer? And as you start camp tomorrow,
0: you're pretty confident where you're at?
9: Yeah, I'm very confident of uh, what I did this off season. That's uh, credit to my strength coaches, credit to, of course, you know, Coach Gio out in Arizona um, and then Coach Riley and all these you know great coaches. But uh, yeah, I definitely took steps in the places I needed to, um, not just physically, but mentally. And um, I'm very confident and comfortable going into camp tomorrow and and, and uh, this season, so I'm I'm looking forward to it.
12: Dr. Ryan Eber,
11: yes, Spencer, wanted to ask you your your
9: impression so far of
11: uh, Mike Woods, and, and what's that been like, and uh, just what stands out to you about him, and uh, do you feel like you're developing some chemistry there?
9: Yeah, I de- I've definitely. Um, Developed great chemistry with him uh, throughout these past couple weeks. He's been here. Uh, he, he's a lengthy, tall, bigger receiver, so he get, you know gives me options to put the ball up. And you know, what stands out to me is how he could just—he has long arms. He could go get the ball, and you could throw it up high. He'll go get it. And uh, he's got good top-end speed and sharp cuts, all that stuff. He's—he's he's a complete receiver. And uh, we got to keep developing that chemistry. It's not fully there yet, but it'll be there uh, before the season for sure. I'm excited to see him in fall camp as well. Appreciate it,
11: Spencer Jason um,
13: yes, yeah, Spencer I wanted to ask you about Stagner specifically, um, given what he' coming off of, I mean it, do you do you get the sense that he's kind of going to be back to full full strength this fall back to the guy that he was because you guys had developed such a good uh, rapport before the uh,
9: yeah, no Stog is fully back and he's he's better than ever, I think. Um, you know, he leaned down a little bit, got quicker, got faster. And it's good to see him, you know, fully back and, and and happy and just ready, happy to be out there and running full speed and not worrying about, you know, his leg or anything like that. So it's, it's good to see him making full speed cuts and going up and catching the ball like he did back in the day. But I, I'd say he's up to speed and even better.
11: Eric Bailey.
1: Inkin had told us that he feels like he has two starting running backs, and Eric Gray, and Andy Brooks. Can you talk about just having those two guys behind you, with all the experience they have and the high expectations both have placed upon them this season?
9: Yeah, no, those two guys have been have been good for us, including the other running backs we have. Uh, but Eric Gray, he pops out. He's a, you know, him and KB both they pop out. Uh, Eric's very explosive. He makes good cuts, can make you miss easily. Great vision. Uh, and, and pretty fast and then uh, KB he's just very patient you know he's a vet too so he, he knows the game he knows our schemes he, he he's you know very knowledgeable in what he does on the field so he's a good uh, tool for us as well.
11: Okay, Back to James
15: Hill. Vince uh,
9: throughout the summer
15: you've worked against the secondary and the defense I'm curious it was great expectations for those guys this year do you think those are where they should be i mean did you run into some great competition this summer
9: <clears throat> yeah it's been fun going it's always fun going against those guys you know going back and forth talking trash uh, those are some of the you know most funny guys some of the best athletes on the team and uh yeah they they got a good rapport they got great chemistry on that side of the ball and um they've they've looked good all summer too we've definitely been competing well and you know, I always like to say we beat them up, but you know, it's different when the pads come on. But, no, they're all great players, <clears throat> and uh, I'm excited to go against them in fall camp with the pads on.
13: Tougher with more size for them
7: back there?
9: Yeah, you definitely, you know, you can't put the ball uh, as easy where you want to because we got longer corners, you know, and, and just they look good. I mean, their technique is good, their their scheme is good. So I'm excited what they can do versus us, and teams come hopefully do better against teams coming up that we play than us.
0: Hey, thanks. Good looking, camp, man. Thank you. Rainy
11: Drum. Yes, yeah, Spencer. You guys have several new guys who went through spring, went through all the film workouts. If you were to name two or three guys that you noticed were guys that were making plays during seven-on-seven seven or guys that were showing out in the weight room, who would those guys be? Um,
9: it's a tough question. We, I know it sounds very bland to answer, but we everybody was really sticking out, which is a good thing. Um, you know, you got your certain guys, but off the top of my head, I couldn't really think right now. Um, everybody was making big plays throughout, throughout this summer, so I couldn't really pick two or three guys. Um, yeah, but I mean, every, everybody looked good.
11: John
15: Hoover, do you have a question or no? I can't keep getting the applause. Okay, yes, go ahead. Yeah, the hand keeps popping, dropping off there. I'm sorry. For the technology snapped through. Spencer, you obviously have done your, your homework and laid the groundwork for NIL when July 1st came. Can you kind of describe that process? You, I think you talked about your mom doing some interviews and meeting with people uh, on July 1st. It was, it was kind of surprising because you were ready to go. You had it loaded and ready to fire
9: yeah, it was my dad that, that mainly did the interview process and kind of let me focus on football. So I'm grateful to have, I mean, both my parents, but mainly my dad doing all that type of stuff. Um, and yeah, he did, you know, he did a good job. It was strategic, just wanted to be authentic and be comfortable with what we did. And uh, I think we're, we ended up with a great group and um, it's been a, it's been a good month. It's been a fun month and Uh, But the the focus remains the focus, and that's that's ball. That's going to take care of everything else. So I'll let my group take care of that stuff, and I'll focus on the field. But, no, it's been a good month for sure.
15: Yeah, has that been a situation where they bring stuff to you and run it by you like you're the CEO almost, you know, running across your desk and you sign off on it? How's that work?
9: Yeah, kind of like what you said. I mean, just companies reaching out to uh, Chris, and he'll bring it to me and give me the idea. And uh, if we like it, we'll roll with it.
2: And a man we haven't heard from yet, Perrion Winfrey.
1: Hey, Perion, it's good to see you again,
9: man.
6: So good to see you too. I
1: want to ask you just what was it like finally having a full summer? I mean, last year was different, but this year, going through everything. What's that been like for you?
6: Man, it's crazy because I was just talking to my homie, Joshua Ellison, about that. It's just just great, you know, to be able to be around a deep, to be able to actually feel like I'm actually getting the hang of things instead of going to. Knowing the calls and stuff like that, it was just great being able to have a full spring and a full summer. I feel great going into fall camp, and I can't wait to start tomorrow.
1: I want to ask you, too, something I asked Isaiah is just being a part of the group that's changing the narrative about Oklahoma football. So much emphasis was on offense, now the defense is getting a lot talked about. What's it been like being a part of that process?
6: Honestly, it's been great, it's been great the whole time. And honestly, when I was getting recruited here. I knew this was going to happen and I knew that once we all got together that what the defense was going to be and what it could be. So just seeing everything translate and seeing everything transpire how I thought it was going to be just feels great being a part of the team and being a part of all those guys because our relationship together is phenomenal. Colonel, thanks a bunch. You
1: have a good camp. Okay.
6: Thank you. Have a good one. Well,
11: let's go next to Bob Pris-Billa. Yeah.
14: Carry on.
6: is there a story behind the iPads, and when did that all start? Um, I wouldn't say there's no story. I honestly just love scary movies, and I love the, the theme of scary movies. And honestly, I feel like any advantage I can have with my opponent is one up. And honestly, I feel like my appearance alone, is helps to people, and they fear myself just by appearance. So honestly, I just did it as an appearance thing.
3: Uh,
14: Let's go next to Ryan Chapman. Hey, Perrion. Over the spring and the summer, what what are one or two of the areas you feel like you've made made the biggest jump since we last saw you in the cotton?
6: Right. Honestly, I would say my weight, how I'm able to move around the field. um, And football IQ, I would say, has gone up a lot. Um, My on-the-field leadership, but also my off-the-field leadership, I would say, has helped me a lot. Being able to do what I need to do off-the-field so it doesn't, mess with my mind on the field, I would say that I've been working on my balance, my hands, along with my strength so that I can have a great, a great season this year.
14: When, when you talk about that leadership um, aspect, right. is that active conversations that like you and guys like Isaiah and Nick have about, hey, we need to make sure that we're, we're doing this or that right. so that the young guys can get the most out of their you know experiences right. here?
6: I wouldn't say that we have conversations about that, but we know that where we're trying to go in the standard that needs to be held to get there. So we're constantly pushing each other. We won't even have to say anything. We just know when somebody's doing something that they don't need to do, and we just get on them immediately because we don't want any of that canceling the team. So we're constantly constantly looking at ways to make the team better and just improve. So I wouldn't say we talk about leadership. We just know what is expected of us, so that's what we do. Awesome. Thanks, Perry. Yeah. For sure. Have a good one.
15: Uh, next question we'll go to John Hoover. Per hey uh, the you you come from big Ten country. you play in the big twelve uh, but, and you're going to be gone probably when it actually happens. but I just wanted to get your thoughts on Oklahoma going and Texas moving to the SEC where were you what were you doing? What was your reaction? who were you with? all that kind of stuff Kind of paint the picture for me if you will
6: right. Before I say this, I want to clear the air and say that this will be the last time that I talk about the SEC this year, just because it doesn't pertain to our season or what we got going on. We're really focused on us. But when I seen that it happened, I was honestly excited because I I can't stand the noise of saying that we're in the Big 12 and that we can't handle the SEC. I honestly got excited because I can't wait to see my fellow alumni go against them and see how we can stack up against them and actually prove to everybody else in the country that we could stand with them. So I was excited.
15: Yeah, and I mean, the last, last game you played was against the SEC. Right. Uh, and they, they, they were talking noise before that game. I'm sure you remember all that build up, right? Right. Uh, so As yeah, a part of guns I guess you were talking I wouldn't about. Say,
6: I wouldn't even say that the, the noise from the outside is the reason why we're so motivated to go to the SEC. I would say it's from ourselves. We know who we are. So we're just really Ready to put it on display and show the rest of the world what we're capable of.
15: And then a quick follow up: Your when you think about Isaiah Thomas and Jalen Redmond, Leron Stokes, and yourself, I mean that defensive line is is crazy. It's as deep as it's been in ten years or more here. Um, what's the What's the limit for this uh, for this defensive line? What kind of impact can you guys have on this team this year?
6: <laughs> Honestly, there's no limit. I can't even say the sky's the limit because we're blowing the roof off for real, like. It just I just sit here and smile knowing that we've been putting in the work day in and day out. And being around guys like Isaiah, Jalen Redman, Nick Benito, guys like Jordan Kelly, LaRon Stokes, I can go on, Joshua Ellison, young guys like Isaiah Cole, Kevin Gilliam, all those guys together, us together as a bunch, I honestly don't think there's a better D-line, better than us in the country. And I just can't wait to go out and put that on display. Sure, have a go.
15: Okay, Okay,
11: uh, last question we have here. I'll go to Bob Priscilla.
14: We talked to Calvin last week, and he said he described you as the mood of changing. What do you think about that title? Is that something that you agree, uh, ag- agree with? Too?
6: <laughs> yeah, He's not lying. Honestly, I've been that way my whole life, and I've actually found it to be as a negative thing. Like, wow, why are people always looking at me or anything I do, it's magnified, but now I look at it as a um, a benefit because whenever I do something or the way that I talk moves people, so I'm able to motivate people in a different way than other people. So I actually love the fact that I'm able to come into rooms and change the mood of the room or change the environment and just, based on my energy, I could bring the room up or build the, break the room down. So I've just been really focusing on keeping my energy high at all times.
2: Again, a reminder, tomorrow on the Sooner Sports Podcast, the Iowa State game and the Big 12 championship. Until then, have a great weekend. And Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast, presented by Riverwind Casino, still the one. And by Allstate, proud partner of Oklahoma Athletics. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU On The Air. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation on the Sooner Sports Network.